you have just been invaded by. Hey there, guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room, and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 25th of May 2021. And on today's episode, we're going to be chatting about the cool new thing that you can do with your Wii U Zombies Ate My Neighbors coming back again, the return of Time Splitters, Sonic 3 and Knuckles finally returning, Mega Man The Wily Wars finally getting a physical release in the States, and Netflix possibly entering the gaming market. All of that on today's episode with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. Now, if you like the podcast and you want to be in for a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover, then please do let us know in the dedicated room over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review as it really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. And before we go ahead, guys, I do apologize for taking so long to release a few episodes here. We uh, never want to make one of these episodes when there's not any good news. So normally when there's a gap, that means there's not really any good news to discuss. And also we have pushed this now to a fortnightly show rather than a weekly show so we can give you only the best news stories. Anyway, enough of all that. Let's continue on with the show. So let's get into our first topic of conversation, which is time splitters potentially coming back. Now, not potentially, it's happening. The original guys behind the uh, uh, time splitters team, people like David Doak and a few others, are back. Uh, they're working together on a brand new time splitters project. Were you a big time splitters fan, Grizzly? Um, I played a bit of it on the PS2. I uh, really liked the first one. I liked what they were doing with the whole GoldenEye aesthetic. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, let's let's just face it. You, you get the two little um, semicircles on either side of the screen. You know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Um, and Time Splitters Two is a stone cold classic. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm really happy for this. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. And it's it's a damn shame that Time Splitters didn't exist at a time when online multiplayer was becoming a thing it's what a waste of an opportunity oh for sure i mean it, it, i remember it was when I, I got my gamecube quite late i think it was and i remember saying to someone like i've got enough money to go get a game what should i get and everyone's like go get time splitters go get time splitters and uh, i'm not a big uh, first person fan but i definitely had fun with those games for sure probably more more so than than goldeneye in actual fact um yeah, so yeah, the original Free Radical Design uh, team have reunited to reform for this. It's it's fantastic stuff. Uh, Time Splitters 4 was obviously famously cancelled due to the lackluster performance of Haze. Do you remember that one? Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't play Haze. I, I just I'd heard everything about it. Mm. I, I, there's a lot of people loving it in the chat. Uh, I see Michael Towns there. He's saying that Time Splitters 2 is dope. Um. Right, just while we got a little break in voice here, uh, the guys in the chat are now saying I'm a little too loud. Yeah, I thought you was all right originally. Okay, uh, it should be a little bit better there. should be a bit better there. <laughs> Let's have a talky-talky. Let's just make sure everyone's fine before we go ahead. Talky-talky-talky. Give us a shout in the chat, guys. It's all right, I'm editing this later, so it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
just to add, uh, Mr. Towns uh, would like to add in on a bit of time splitters. If go uh, for it, mate. Yeah, you know, I, I know he's a fan of this, so yeah, definitely bring him in. Yeah, for sure. Just, uh, just a heads up uh, to ev- to anyone in the um, in the podcast Twitch chat. If you want to join in on any of the topics, we open up the forum on the Discord channel. If you're a Patreon member, um, just put up your hand. We'll have you on the voice chat for a lo- for a moment, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. So let's get Mike Towns in, and here he is. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can. we can hear you, buddy. You got something, a little, a little some, something to add to time splitters? Uh, yeah, when I was um a kid, my me and my brother used to play a lot of Goldeneye, and I was guilty of being an odd uh, job main type person. And then right. years later, he picked up Time Splitters Two in the GameCube, and one of the characters you could play out was players was this little monkey, which was basically the same sort of idea where you just couldn't shoot it and i chose that thing every time and everyone hated it it was amazing <laughs> you were one of those yeah i think i the the thing is with like classic shoot 'em ups i mean you had them with um you had them with just about every like couch multiplayer there's always that that git character as i like to call it so uh, i don't know if anybody remembers playing turok rage wars on the n64 probably one of the few people that did um but you, you could play as like a series of mites against human sized characters and they were just impossible to hit at any given time um and times yeah it's very much of the same kind of ilk as uh, time splitters and golden eye multiplayer i i think there's something to be said about time splitters and just how difficult it's been to get a new game. I mean, I'm I'm reading here about this um, crowdfunder crowdfunder campaign. So the developers have been wanting to get time splitters off the ground for years and years, and a lot of fans do too. Um, especially with this this fan remake with uh, Time Splitters Rewind. But yeah, supposedly, yeah. supposedly there was a car- they they offered right. If you sign this petition, we will do a crowdfunder campaign for NU Time Splitters. Um, and to get this, you need to have 100,000 signatures on a petition, which is just about the level you'd want for like a, a home homebrew release, you know, to be su- somewhat successful. They couldn't get enough signatures, yet you hear people talking about Time Splitters all the time. And wanting it's, it, it's, wanting it's a new the one. The way it is, it's uh, you know for the amount of you know for the amount of years we've been waiting for like Streets of Rage before that finally happened. When uh, Sega constantly did um, uh, the, 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 these polls on what games you want to come back, like Streets of Rage never won. Mm. Uh, it was it was on the list, it was high on the list, but it was never it never won. And it's insane to think that like how long did we wait for that game? Like more than any other because we still i mean you know probably not more than a 2d sonic but like, as in a proper 2d sonic but still it, yeah it, it just i remember reading polls like you know sega would put them out themselves and it would be sometimes in the top three sometimes not yeah so yeah reading in the chat oh, yeah. about the the ip being locked behind legal crap you're not wrong uh because the that, the, yeah. f- the fan um time splitters fan made time splitters rewind was actually sanctioned by crytek until uh, and was due to be released in 2017. That was until they realised that it was being made on Unreal Engine. So um, the the fan developers were forced to go to Crytek, and of course we haven't seen anything since well late last year 
um, and it's cool. just gameplay footage. Absolutely. It's a real pain. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I've done a poll in the chat as well for yeah. people that are listening in on this on podcast services. Uh, we're doing this live on Twitch, and uh, yeah, the poll has come back. Obviously, yes, people want to be picking up the next time split this game. Sorry, there. Uh, uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say time uh, time splitters on the crisis engine. I was going to say uh, oh, you could call that time crisis. Oh, really good, really good. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We'll let you uh, off. I'm sure that won't confuse anyone. That's a complete issue. People have been asking me to do for a long time. Time crisis, and you know what? I was about to do time splitters, and I'm glad I didn't because that would have been the biggest kick. Uh, a new one coming out that's straight or being announced as soon as I've done it. It has happened before. Like, I finally did Double Dragon. Like, oh, they're not going to do another Double Dragon game. And then, like, a month later, Double Dragon 4. Like, what come from? Like, so, I think, I think this is just the icing on the cake. We're about to see a lot more like middle shelf releases start to pop up again. We've already had it with Destroy All Humans. Now we're getting it with Time Splitters. Next thing you know, it they'll be releasing a new second site. So we'll. Uh, well, well I, I, I'm not even going to try to announce it, uh, pronounce it. What, what's the new one that's just uh, another middle shelf sort of game that's just, well, I'd say lower shelf sort of game, actually. <laughs> getting... we're, not, we're not shoehorning Marzu Palami into this, are we? <laughs> that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Yeah, Marzu Palami, you guys, you heard it here first. Wow. Hooba. Yeah. Yeah. And as it isn't actually one of our topics of conversation, uh, we'll quickly bring up the fact that, uh, yes, a new virtual fighter is coming out, apparently. That's what Chev Matic's saying. Uh, I saw some notifications happening in the um, uh, in, in, in the actual Sega Forever chat as well in, in on Discord. So, yeah. Well, they say, time. they say it's new, but it's actually just Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown or something along those lines. Mm. Either way, Virtual Fighter... On modern consoles, B. Give it That's what to we me. need. That's what we need. Absolutely. So yeah, there we go. Uh, but you know, time splitters, uh, a new one coming back, and it's happening. It's finally happening. Uh, that that team really don't have much love. You know, the original GoldenEye team. No, you're not bringing that. that you know, the remake of that out, and then you know they, they get time splitters taken away from them as well. So it's great to see that all this stuff's uh, finally coming together. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. It's obviously only going to be a good thing, is it, if we get some more time splitters? Let's just hope that they can keep that uh, hardcore reputation that uh, time splitters has got uh, going with the next one. Definitely, yeah. definitely. The soundtrack will be amazing too. Like the other games, Perfect Dark, like kind of started with that electronica type backing tracks, but the second one, especially, I loved the soundtrack for that. I'll be using a couple of the tracks in some of my videos, actually. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's good. It's good. There we go. Right. I will put Mike back into the mute bin. Welcome to the mute back bin, in the Mike. Dungeon. <laughs> See you in a Bye. minute. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. There we go. So, uh, yeah, that was our first topic of conversation. Moving over to topic number two. Now, uh, Zombies Ain't My Neighbours and Ghoul Patrol, which I hate saying because I can't stop thinking of Poor Patrol, which is something I don't ever want to talk about because it's on all the fucking time in our house. <laughs> Um, Zombies Ain't My Neighbours and Ghoul Patrol uh, are coming to the Switch. Oh, yes. are you actually excited about this? Um, now, it's, it's, it's one of those games which is just definitely better as a co-op game, and therefore I don't have that much in the way of nostalgia for it. But I do own the Mega Drive release um, and the SNES release of Ghoul Patrol, um, and they are good, fun games. Like 
very classic. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if I'll buy this, um, but I do like the games. I just noted something on the trailer. It had .mu written in the corner. Yeah, they seem to be getting around recently, don't they? Yeah, but what are they doing? Are they just are they just port? Are they the porthouse that are doing this? I'm guessing so. I mean, .mu's do seem to be partly partly responsible for a lot of like emulated titles that get you know the remake treatment. So, it does strike me that they would be porting the code over for the most part, while you know if they if it was a remake, then they'd be putting stuff on top of it with a different studio. You see, for me, I feel like this should be Girl Patrol isn't the greatest game. It's good. It's good. It's definitely um, a bit of a forgotten gem, I suppose. But when I'm playing it, I just want to play zombies. So if this comes out physically, which as we just discussed before we went live, it's going to be coming out physically. Of course it will. Limited. Uh, oh yeah. MU written on there as well. Limited runner. Definitely, definitely going to be releasing this. Um, I'm going to obviously get it but because I like to get uh, retro collections for my Switch, but this is as bare bones as a retro collection can be. Um, uh, I mean, yes, it does have interviews with the people. you got scans of the manual and stuff like that, but it's a bit like, come on, this is two games on a cartridge or as a download. I feel like... Yeah. If I'm honest, when this when this first came out, people, people a lot of people were messaging me like, "Oh, Dan, have you had um, zombies at my neighbors, neighbors is coming to the Switch?" The first thing that came to my mind, I was like, "Oh, is it not on the Switch already?" Like, I didn't know that. Like, I, yeah, I, I, it's I, almost expected at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I thought it would have been like a little download title um, for four or five quid, and I don't know. Like if it had Herc's Adventure added in there as well, I would be a lot more excited about this. Not because Herc's Adventure is a better game than Zombies. You know, that's definitely up for debate. But I just feel like that's the nice complete package then. Um, This is literally two games that are similar uh, (laughs) kind of sequels to each other on one game. And it's like like you said, this is just Lucas Films um, pumping out another little mini retro collection for the Switch because, hey, why not? That system's selling very well. Um, G to the next level is in the chat. Very good channel. Go check him out. Uh, Definitely, definitely suggest that. He's done a few voices on my channel as well. Um, uh, He says, I'm still going to be all over this. And yeah, I mean, G to the next level. I am in the same boat, mate. I am still going to be all over this. I just feel like, come on, really? Two games? (laughs) What what would have sold it for me, I think, is if it had online multiplayer. Um, that that's that that would be the game changer, but it's still just two player local co ops. So that feels a bit like a missed opportunity, especially with all the stuff with Parsec these days. You could easily do it, and you don't need to do much. It's just it is, it's, still, uh, it's still a fun single player. I, I'm trying to think back if I played these games multiplayer. I'm, I'm sure I have, I'm sure I have. Um, but um, yeah, I, I played them more single player, if I'm honest. Definitely the first, I didn't play the second one a lot. <laughs> Well, based based on the recent LucasArts track record of releasing everything uh, so it gets a limited run release, yeah, I'd imagine we would see Herc's Adventure at some point. Um, yeah, I'm annoyed it's not in this collection. I really I, am. I, I think it's going to be more fun for this game to figure out what's going to be in the limited run collector's edition. I'm going to bagsy and say that there's going to be a set of 3D glasses. Yeah. Got to be. That is, a, that, that is the, an ultimate cheap piece of tat that works. 
Yes. And it worked. <laughs> and, and you'd be almost annoyed if it wasn't in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, again, it's not a topic of conversation tonight, but uh, Limited Run are doing another uh, live sort of E3 showcasey thing um, in only a couple of weeks, actually. And we'll be doing a live uh, uh, watch along of that on this channel on Twitch. Um, and my money is on this coming out as a collection. We're going to see a Turtles one as well. Um, <laughs> yeah exciting stuff i mean exciting that you get to play it more easily because i've got everything on the switch but i wanted more i wanted a little bit more. yeah it's not unreasonable to ask for more at this stage especially considering how many great retro collections there are out there for the switch yeah. um they've upped their game um retro game collections and i expect most to follow that at least yeah but you know and we were discussing like you know there i was moaning about this just before we went live on this stream actually and i was actually saying um i think you replied yeah but didn't you buy the uh disney and lion king collection on the switch and yes i did i did um i love both of those games seriously love those games but i they they did offer more. That was more than two games. Uh, you had the Game Boy versions that I'm never going to play, like Master System versions and a few other versions as well. Sadly, not the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin, even though it's not as good. It's, it would have been nice if it was on there. Uh, and it also had the um, uh, the CES early version of Aladdin as well, which had never been released before. So I mean, yeah, that was that nice was to nice. have on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the menu was terrible on that though. Like, I didn't know how to uh, get the games. I was like, oh, now I push down instead of left. It was really weird. But uh... I think what bothers me is that LucasArts are notoriously good at keeping hold of their vaults. Um, the recent mm -hmm. Day of the Tentacle re-release, uh, the remake, was actually rebuilt using assets that they generated decades ago, and it was all climate controlled, all in the master warehouse using original art. I'd imagine that there are still original assets around for Zombies Ain't My Neighbours and Ghoul oh, Patrol. for sure. Can you I imagine what? what they could have done with this? I have got... Let me see if I can actually show you guys something here. Um, I'll let you talk for one second while I try and find it. But I have got Zombies Ain't My Neighbours stuff here that I bet would not even be on this bloody collection. Yeah, School Patrol instead of Girl Patrol. I keep making that mistake myself. The Grizz show, the Grizz games room. I, I've really got to show off my games room at some point. I'm quite proud of it, to be fair. Yeah, I had a little sneak peek. It's uh, it's yeah. good. It's good. Um, All of Mega Drive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, right, I'm gonna. I'm I'm struggling to find it. But I I uh, after I did my video about Zombies Ate My Neighbors, the original designer got hold of me and said, "Oh, by the way, did you know there was going to be a sequel to Zombies Ate My Neighbors? Not as in Ghoul Patrol, like they were actually going to make a Zombies Ate My Neighbors too." And he showed me some um, pictures for the failed pitch um, of it. And uh, yeah, I, I put it out, and no one had ever seen that before. And I'm just seeing if I can still find. Them. Was it like an alien? type thing if i remember it, it, right uh, if i'm honest it didn't look good it didn't look good all oh, right yeah it's it's like one of those flash in the pan things it's it's great because it catches your attention but it can never really be replicated multiple times mm -hmm. i guess that's what happened with uh, with ghoul patrol absolutely i'm just looking for an old couple of cu couple of hard drives to see if i can find it but uh if not i'll uh i'll post it up on 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 social medias or whatever but uh uh nope 
No, I can't find it. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Why, I put it all up. <laughs> why am I thinking of Grabbed by the Ghoulies? It's kind of like a precursor to that, I guess. But Grabbed by the Ghoulies actually had a story. Um, don't get us wrong. Zombies Ate My Neighbors is a Stone Cold classic, especially if you play with friends. It's a brilliant game. It's just uh, this feels somewhat lazy uh, mm-hmm. as as a re- as a retro release, and it, it feels like they should have done like a LucasArts retro gaming collection, and that these would be the marquee titles, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know like on their own. But then they realize that the Switch can print money. Therefore, they need to release separate uh, separate things and then just throw that out there. I'm hoping they're not listening now, now because I don't want to do Dan out of a copy. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, and the thing is, I, I do like the games. I've done videos on it. It was one of my earlier videos on my channel, and I was saying how much I like them. But um, mm. oh, if Herx was in there, that would have been so nice. Oh, that yeah. been so nice. Um, does not get enough love, that game. But yeah, I mean, it's good. More games for the Switch. Yes, please. Um, just a little bit more for this one, please. A little bit more. That would have been so much nicer. But anyway, there you go. That is coming to the Switch on June the 29th. Um, and yeah, it's a thing that is happening. Ah, achievements still. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. We're going to be chatting about what I've got right behind me here, actually. The Wii U. Now, did you know the Wii U can burn eShop games? onto discs (laughs) this is exciting because wow that's something that the wii u can do that i didn't realize it could do i will never ever ever do this grizzly explain in more detail what the hell this is about (laughs) so um really it's it sounds more special than it is i'll be completely honest (laughs) but the idea is is that you can use a dvd writer and a dvd ram disc to RAM, make it DVD act. RAM, so you can't just yeah. get random DVD minus R or whatever, you know. Very, very specific DVD type disc. Mm. Um, and then you're able to copy your eShop purchases onto that disc and then be able to read it from the DVD writer, not the Wii U itself. Essentially, you're creating a new, a different type of physical media using the DVD writer as your USB thumb drive. Um, Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's important to note that the, the actual Wii U itself cannot read these discs. Uh, you need um, like a DVD writer attached. Is that not right? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. think of the think of the DVD writer as the thumb drive, and then the disc itself is the content. But you can write your own eShop games onto there, essentially creating physical copies of your eShop downloads. Um, now, I'm not going to go into detail about the potential ramifications or the additions of this, but I would imagine that USB sticks would be a bit more efficient as a result. But um, yes. it's still it's still kind of cool because Nintendo, as we know, are a bit of a, a closed down company in the sense that they don't really like you messing around with, you know, writable media. Um but what's good about it is that it, it just gives you an option for the future. And DVD discs are quite resilient. Um, so it's it's one of those neat little things you can try. Um, one moment. If you've got some DVD RAM discs. Yes. You uh, can it's, do this thing. <laughs> it's, something, it's something you can do with a thing that you might or may or may not have. But as Michael says, uh, it's a 
great way to archive stuff and create archival media. And if you're able to say, for example, this is one particular use I can think of. Uh, the Wii U hardware is notoriously, you know, physically challenged, I would say. I mean, you've got a lithium cell battery in a gamepad, um, which has a tendency to break down uh, or swell. And at some point, that thing's going to break. Yeah, very recently, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nintendo hardware has been less than reliable recently. So what this opens up is the ability to essentially dump your own eShop downloads and be able to play them in an emulator because chances are your PC has a DVD writer or a reader on there, you know, mm. if you still have a disk drive. So that's, that's a neat thing. I really like that. Imagine if you can keep your eShop game and your save data within the same disk. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's, it's cool. Uh, kind of. I definitely would rather put it on USB sticks. <laughs> it works with uh, external hard drives as well, does it not? Uh, yeah, but it's a disc you could use. So that's the only real difference. But I, I do like uh, the idea that you can essentially burn your own things and essentially create your own physical games if you were yeah, that yeah, way inclined. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And I get that. I get that. Um, Mike's got something to add on this one, by the way. So I've just well, taken him off mute. Um, but. It, yeah, uh, so it, it, it is like doing your own physical games, but then you've got these physical games, and they don't go in the Switch in, in the Wii U. <laughs> so it's a really weird thing. Again, yeah. it's kind of cool, but it's just like okay. <laughs> it's it's another alternative way to back it up. I like absolutely. That. Sorry, it's sorry. Uh, what were you going to say, Mike? Is he in the chat? Uh, first up, uh, I used to play a lot of um, homebrew stuff on the 3DS, like. There was a homebrew version of a portal and a few other games. I'm hoping that happens with this. And a, the other thing was, um, I remember back in the day when there was like a HD DVD drive for the Xbox 360. Yeah. And I imagine it would just having a DVD drive attached to a Wii U would look exactly the same as that. Oh, I yeah. also hope they, if they get the HD DVD working on the Wii U, that'd be awesome too. I think what else is quite good is that. You know, at some point, some boffin out there is going to make it so that you can run full Wii U games off that DVD drive. So if your Wii U did break down and you needed to be able to access those games, huzzah, you have an alternative way in which to play disc-type media. Um, there, there's a few reasons why this is quite cool. Um, it's just not, not, not overly practical for everyone, really. Yep. From memory, the games are like hard coded or whatever to your wii u too so you can't like re-download them on another console so it's like pretty decent way to back stuff up yeah yeah, yeah. there'll be ifs and ways around that i'm sure though <laughs> yeah yeah definitely the wii u is quite easy to crack now and it's apparently quite a good system to crack sorry nintendo i didn't mean to say that uh I, they're actually looking at my channel at the moment for a few different reasons behind the scenes things but um uh, yeah, definitely don't ever hack anything to do with Nintendo. Only give them nothing but your respect and love. And um, money. Hack Sony instead. I saw here, uh, G to the next level, I love the Wii U. I'm wondering when Nintendo will eventually close the shop on it, though. And and you know what? I loved, seriously loved the Wii U. I um, and, and, you know, the proof is in the pudding because it is down to the games. Uh, it always comes down to the games. That's my opinion. Um, why I buy a console because I want to play the games that come on that console and the best selling games on the Switch 
good amount of that top 10 best-selling games are ports from the Wii U. Um, Pikmin 3 is one of my favorite games of all time. Mario Kart 8 was great, great fun. Uh, my, my son is obsessed with Super Mario Maker. Um, oh, 2, I know it's kind of a better version than 1, but you get what I'm saying. Same as Splatoon. I mean, Splatoon completely reinvigorated um, uh, FPS or reinvented the FPS genre for Japan. Uh, mm. the, the, uh, Japan, they're, they're obsessed with that game. They're like not only that, but it's it, it changed um, Nintendo's entire ethic around new IP, which is great. Yeah, so I I, I loved the Wii U, uh, and I, I still do love the Wii U. It's, uh, every day that those exclusives go down, 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 down ever so slightly. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's still great fun. I still love that system, and like I said, I've literally got it right behind me. It's, it's above my shoulder right now because it, it still gets played from time to time. Uh, and uh, uh King... on that. you did, yeah, was it good? And I liked it a lot better than I did in 360, weirdly enough. Really, I remember, I remember I had loads of fun with that zombie game, Zombie U. Oh, yeah, zombie that, U. that was a great awesome. idea. I, I had the Zombie the U uh, edition console, in fact, um, with the little blood, pl- blood pack, um, like alternative cover. That yeah. they had for for the UK releases, so which you were don't, definitely not supposed to take from game, but you kind of did anyway. And it, it has a tendency to crystallize and then burst. <laughs> Mr. So Mr. Dolkin's right here. Zombie U on the Wii U is still the best version to play. It is because they done that thing, didn't they, where you had to like look down mm. and um, uh, you, you had to keep looking up at the screen to make sure no one's coming and you're looking through your bag. I'm like, that's so cool. That's it so had- cool. Plus, it had that Dark Souls um, kind of like dead body system. So, if you encounter your dead body, you had to fight it and beat it to be able to get all of your, your yeah. gear back, which is cool. I, I remember I found um, there was a zombie just like, because eventually, yeah, you die and then you run through, and there's less on that journey to get back to where you were. And as I was running through, like a, a zombie came out and fully made me jump. I was like, whoa, there's not normally a zombie here. And then I, I jumped back a bit and I saw it had my mate's username above it. And I'm like, this is fucking so cool. And I know that's probably happened quite a few times with other games um, on like 360 and whatever. But I, that was the first time I had experienced it. And I was like, well impressed with that. Um, I'm, I'm going to stream Zombie U again one day because I really uh, had fun with that game. I thought that was a cool yeah. game. Um, but no, I mean, I'm looking back. There's a lot of good games for that. One of the few games to truly take make use of that uh, Wii U gamepad, that's for sure. I wish more yeah, games yeah. did. I mean, the only other one I can think of the top of my head was Legacy Undercover, which was totally designed for the Wii U from the ground up, and it was a great little game, that. Like a, a family-friendly version of did GTA. Did a pretty good job. WarioWare did, yeah. Game & Watch, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was good fun. You didn't, didn't you have to, like, look on your... How did it work? Didn't you like have to look on the on, on the gamepad to see people um, in a building, and then that was your zoomed in version of the building to try and do like a hide and seek game or something like that. It was, and obviously Nintendo Land that was good fun for what it was. It was a bit, you know what? Really, the biggest crime in this world to this day is that they never released a Silent Scope collection on Wii U. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could you they didn't release that Pac-Man Versus either. Pac-Man Versus was designed for the Wii U, literally. Obviously not. That would have been good. That, mm. that would have been so perfect. And I know technically games like that already exist. You know, when I explain that to people, they're like, "Oh, so it's just that um, uh, that that spin-off uh, Luigi's Mansion toy version in Nintendo Land." I mean, yeah, it's pretty much the same game. But uh, yeah, you, it's Pac-Man instead. 
Yeah. yeah. Silent slope. That's what you want. Silent slope on Silent the Wii U. Slope. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they even had in the Wii U initial like sizzle reel of all of the things it could do. They even showed like a zapper with the they Wii U gamepad the on there. Heaviest zapper in the world, didn't they? <laughs> it was like a skinny zapper with this massive fucking fat iPad thing sitting on top. It was uh, it was quite funny to look at. But yeah, no, they did, they did, they did. Mm. Um, I think I mentioned um a couple of podcasts ago when Grizz was talking about the uh, House of the Dead on the Wii that came with the cool plastic zapper gun. But uh, yeah. I had a broken TV once for a couple of days, so I ended up playing that Wii one using the Wii U gamepad, and <laughs> it made the game incredibly easy. <laughs> I can go. imagine. There you go. But uh, no, I mean, it's uh, it's cool. It's cool. And um, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, it can burn games onto onto discs now. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. It, it can read them, apparently, if you have a lot of things connected to it. So uh, <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. And it truly is because we're still getting games bring, brought out for the, we, uh, for the Switch. What else is there left, actually, to be released? What? What on the on the Wii U? Uh, well, yeah, you know, the Wii. The Wii I know they had Nintendo yeah. Land, but that won't work, will it? K- Kirby Canvas Curse. Ah, yes, and there's a Paper Mario one and as well, Project Zero. Uh, to be honest, I would love to see Project Zero um, made of the Black Water come out and switch. That was a great. Devil's Third. Don't forget Devil's Third. Devil's Third mix pack. Uh, says J- GTX several a full time crisis collection would be great. Agreed. The Zelda HD games have yet to be released. Uh, what was that? The Wind Waker one. There we go. Yet. Oh yeah. Yet. Oh, they're gonna do it, aren't they? Of course they are. For show. Faux show. Faux show. Uh, thank you again, Michael Towns, for jumping in on that conversation. Let's now get in, to our... back, back to the dungeon. <laughs> get in the bin. I'll actually properly mute you this time. There we go. Nice and quiet. Moving over to our next topic. And we're keeping it... Uh, oh, no, we're not keeping it Nintendo. We're moving over to the rival company, the better but no, company. We, we, let's, 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 let's do this justice. It's the right company. The right company. Let's do this. Because for every Nintendo, for every yin, there's a yan. We have to chat about <laughs> some Sega. Oh, hell yes. This is what I've been waiting for. I remember when I got given the compilation of uh the latest you know the, the, the mega drive compilation for the playstation 4 and the switch and whatever else and i got, I got the i got given the list of games that were on there and i was like, oh wow this is awesome you forgot sonic 3 on this list by the way and I, Did I? what it's not gonna be on there what what it blew my mind like, how mm. are sega not releasing a game of their flagship ca- of their flagship character which in my opinion is the best game featuring that flagship character it's like it, it for me it was like nintendo losing mario all-stars uh or something along those lines it was so mind-boggling but yes uh and the reason why it's but it's never officially been confirmed but uh yes sonic 3 uh and knuckles has never been released due to its music uh it's what many people believe and i think it's a pretty safe bet that is until about now-ish, possibly. This is still just a rumour. But there is yet again going to be another Sonic collection of games, which uh, there's never too many of those things. Um, but this one's going to feature Sonic 3 and Knuckles in a new Sonic collection. Uh, or, or so the rumour goes. So the rumour goes. Mm. Um, you're excited about this, aren't you, Grizzly? If this comes true. 
if this comes true i mean this comes from the same guy that leaked um sonic colors um being listed on like a french retail site and it's the same french retail site that also leaked this so yes i'm feeling pretty good about this one um and we don't have long to wait because in two days time they just announced today that they are going to be doing a sonic showcase for the 30th anniversary so I am geared right up because Sonic Colors was great. Sonic 3 and Knuckles is my favorite game of all time. And that Mine is too. no exaggeration. Um, the only thing that can mess it up is if they change the soundtrack. And I really hope that they've managed to sort it. Because um, it would be a damn shame if they if they couldn't get hold of the original uh, Brad Buxer tunes. I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to call it out as Brad Buxer, not Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're, 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 yeah, that, that, that's definitely something you got to think of. I, I'm almost. I would put money on T Lopes doing the soundtrack for Sonic Three and Knuckles. I could live with that. I could, and I'd almost welcome it a little way. Uh, as much as you know, the original soundtrack for Sonic Three and Knuckles is in my top one or two soundtracks of all time. Like I absolutely adore that soundtrack. Um, uh, already, I can I can hear the jingles going off from uh, Lava Reef Zone and stuff, which is my favourite mm. track from that game. Like, Hydrosity Act Two for me. Oh mate, it's so good. it's such a good soundtrack. Mm. It's such a good soundtrack, and it, it's painful <sighs> that that's the one. It's like if they lost Streets of Rage or something, you know. It's like no, because <laughs> it's so so good. It's so good. Um, but I own it uh, up there, up there somewhere. I own it. Yeah, and I'm kind of okay with someone as respectful as you know as legendary as you know t lopes or whatever to do another soundtrack uh and if that's what they got to do to get the game out and it, it makes financial sense for them to do that rather than get those classic mj tracks onto it mm. then so be it so be it so for uh, me either way actually in in this instance so for me like um one of the things that uh, capcom recently did with resident evil 2 remake is because of the licensing of the original music for Resident Evil 2, they right. actually had to sell the classic tunes as DLC. Um, I would gladly pay for it. Genuinely. <laughs> if it was a decent HD With version of fans. Sonic 3 and Knuckles, <laughs> which we are desperate for, I'll be, I'll be completely honest, we are desperate for that taxman treatment on Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I would gladly pay extra for that soundtrack. It's such a weird situation. Like, we are such hardcore fans. Like, we would do that. I, there would be backlash. Yes, of course there would be. But then um, again, you know, if you're into Sonic at this point, you know, I'm 34 years old. I don't want to make judgments about Dan's age. Um, but How old are you? I'm 34 years old. Okay, I'm older than you. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's... That kind of thing is built for someone like me, and I will gladly pay for it because that's what I want in my Sonic Three and Knuckles remaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh wow! If they get if they get those classic um, uh, mobile ports, and you're only, only going to hear this with Sonic the Hedgehog, by the way, the mobile ports. I'm sure everybody knows, but just in case you don't, the mobile ports of Sonic One and Two are the best way to play those games if you have controller uh, inputs. Um, if they get those games playing on the Switch in 60 FPS, or even on like PlayStation 5 or something, oh. I don't care, and it's playing smooth as silk, uh, widescreen support, you know, 
add some uh add the uh option to add in all of the classic moves you know the drop spin from mania and 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 you know all that sort of stuff into the old games into the new games it would be a dream come true i mean sonic one two three and knuckles is the ultimate ones that we want but what other mm. games what other games would be in a classic sonic collection do we go as far as sonic adventure so one of the things that came up recently as a result of the Sega Ages classics mm-hmm. is that they actually expressed interest in re-releasing Sega Sonic the arcade game. Um, and that was not too long ago. Oh. I would absolutely love that. And the Switch would be a great system for that because you could do the touchscreen. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I suppose that would work. I suppose that would work, yeah. Do a collector's edition. Make it Sonic the Mega Collection... That would have worked um, better on the on the Wii U, wouldn't it? I'm just thinking, like, you're looking up mm. at the screen and you're rolling it. Sorry, carry on. I'm, I'm only yeah. <laughs> Just release a version, uh, which can either be played with joystick, which you could do, um, play, play in an emulator, or release a version that comes with a trackball. Make it a nice collector's edition. You have my money, good sir. Um, <laughs> I, I would, don't want to raise anyone's... I don't want to raise anyone's um, uh, hopes up, uh, including my own. Uh, Sega recently reached out to me and just to check to make sure my address is still the correct address because they want to send me something. And when they would normally send me something, it's normally something to do with retro. But that could be anything. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> anything. Um, absolutely anything. There's talk at the moment of the Virtua Fighter stuff. Um, I know uh, they, 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 they recently talked about the fact that they would potentially uh, be looking at things like Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. None of that's off the table. Um, mm. So, uh, you know, you got all that. Um, but uh, uh, wouldn't it be good if it's something to do with this? <laughs> and they keep talking about this this uh, quote-unquote super game that they're talking about releasing as well, mm. which we have no idea what it's going to be, whether it's an old IP or a new IP. But My money's of, on new IP, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think so too. But they also did shout out in the recent like uh, financial review about the dormant franchises they have. Interestingly, m- all, most of which were ones that have been re-released by third-party developers, or in Crazy Taxi's case, <laughs> um, yeah. famously Taxi Chaos um, was not Sega-related um, in some way. Um, Bad, okay. I'm so, I, just, I, I, I hate saying it because the team themselves sent me a code for that game. But I can't <laughs> lie, it was so bad. I had to review that one as well. Um, oh, did you? I'm interested. I'll have a look at yeah. that. It, it gets marginally better if you play The Offspring and Bad Religion in the background on Spotify. <laughs> marginally. I remember when Sega released... Because um, obviously, they, I don't know if they lost or they didn't want to pay for the licensing for the... I think it was the PC version of uh, Crazy Taxi. But it, they literally outright told you how to change the music if you wanted to. And I'm like, that's so cool. That's the Sega I love. This is the new soundtrack. <laughs> and the new soundtrack was good. They had a lot of new uh, new and upcoming punk artists on there and stuff like that. It worked. Yeah. But it wasn't Bad Religion and The Offspring. And because of that, they said, oh, by the way, and if you want to put your own music in, you all you have to do is go into this and change that file name to this. Because it wasn't an easy thing. They just told you how to do it. I'm like, yeah, love you, Sega. Love you. Um, I found that interesting because the mobile port had was completely right. 
um it it had uh the offspring it had kfc it had bad religion it was just weird <laughs> how the mobile port got more attention like than the console ones but then again that's that seems to be a running theme with this with the sonic ports in I general correct. are you correct the pc version had s club 7 in it did no, it? it didn't. I, okay, I'm, I am searching for this, and I'm going to make yeah, you look you, foolish if this isn't true. No way. He says yes. He says yes. Well, I, I, you keep looking that up, but it's crazy. But yeah, looking at other crazy games... Taxi we... 3 has S Club 7 in it. No way. Whoa. <laughs> wow. You know, they're still called S Club 7 because there's a festival happening in like August or something, and there's only two members now. So I'm like, why are you calling yourself S Club 7, guys? You're S Club 2. I think the most, the best ironic use of like a song I absolutely cannot stand in a racing game has to be um, Wanna Be Your Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. Um, in Burnout. In, in Burnout, which is yeah. just brilliant. Just great fun. And it didn't have like a, a different language version in there as well or something like that. No. <laughs> I think you need a new one. It's like, shut up. What a terrible fucking song. Because if um, any song any song makes me want to crash headfirst into a, into <laughs> oncoming traffic, it's gonna be something by Avril Levine. <laughs> it's one of those songs, it's a proper earworm, isn't it? Because it's like it's naff, but at the same time, you're literally like Hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend, no way. It's just, and I, then you realize, then you catch yourself singing along to it, and you're like, going, Oh, <laughs> oh no, just no. Is it, is it, is it still cool to say you don't like that sort of poppy music, but then it's not, but then it's still, it's still at the same time okay the fact that someone like Zebrahead or Zebrahead, sorry, Americans, um, uh, uh, did a cover of it? Uh, you know, it's okay for them to do a cover, even though it sounds pretty much exactly the same. But no, no, Avril Lavigne, what are you doing? You're selling out. Did Avril Lavigne really sell out? I think she sold out from the beginning. She was always sold out, honey. <laughs> there you go. What song was it? What S Club 7 song was in a Crazy Taxi soundtrack? Who I, agreed I read on that, that as Don't Stop, Never Give Up. You I know, the, the song, the S Club song. Actually, no, the, the wow. S Club song is that S Club party I show you how earworms, earworms. <laughs> what was it? Tina's doing her thing. I can't right. remember it. Uh, just looking at the the state of Twitch chat right now with Michael Towns uh, recanting the lyrics, <laughs> I'm definitely not letting him back on um, voice for a little while. Bard, you bard. <laughs> right. Let's move over, guys, to um, more classic, classic uh, news from the Mega Drive days. And this one, this one will get um, old, uh, where is he, G to the next level, who's in the chat. Pretty excited, I think. Mega Man, the Willy Wars. No, the Wily Wars. I was waiting coming. for that. Just totally <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> yes, coming out physically. Finally, for all of the Americans out there, obviously, we got it over here in the UK physically. It's a stupidly expensive cart now, but primarily because it was a late one. Um, it's uh, obviously, uh, considering it only came out in PAL, ter PAL territories, everybody in the world wants a copy. It's Mega Man, so obviously the price has shot up and then some. 
Mm. Um, still kick myself not picking it up when I saw it at a boot fair one day um, many, many years ago. Uh, but yeah, it's coming. Um, oh, is that Double Dragon? Oh, physical physical release of Double Dragon. Interesting. Oh, and Neon. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, Stay on topic. Stay on topic. Sorry, Stay on topic. I just saw some more <laughs> more interesting things. Right, Mega Man: <laughs> The Wily Wars um, is coming out physically, and um, I, 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 are you excited, Grizzly? I, I think this one's significant because um, Mega Man: The Wily Wars never came out on anything other than a download service in the US. So, having a physical copy. Um, officially from Capcom and slash Retrobit, it's quite significant. Yeah. Um, more significant than the previous releases, anyway. So, I think this is cool. Uh, I know that a lot of people will will enjoy this one, and considering yeah. that the new collector's edition works out to a tenth of the current going rate on eBay, I think it's quite fair. Yeah, and I'm glad. I'm. I, I always slag off this company, and I really shouldn't because they're not bad, but. I'm glad these guys are doing it. Retro bit and I am eight bit are not. Um, yes. If I am eight bit would do it, would be it would be this one cartridge in this one case, and it would be one hundred pounds. Um, obviously with a manual. Um, because yeah, they and do you might have a random chance of getting the color you actually want. So they'll do like <laughs> yeah. a red cartridge, which absolutely has no bearing on the Mega Man theme, and then there will be a one in five chance of getting a blue one. It's a it's a it's a painful thing they do and always kick off about it. But no, um, retro bit are good, are good. Yeah, they they mm. done that recent SNES one, didn't they? The undercover cop thing as well. Yeah. Um, SNES again. Sorry, Americans. Um, but uh, yeah, Mega Man: The Wily Wars. That's uh, that's a good one. I am personally not the biggest fan of the game, if I'm honest. Um, I played it. I tried to play it a fair bit on my old Mega Drive Mini because it was one of the games that was on there. Um, it's different enough, uh, I think, to make it stand out as its own game uh, compared to what the Super Nintendo had. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we're probably all in agreement that Super Nintendo absolutely owned Mega Man mm. and then some. Those X games were just yeah. unbeatable. Um, still, you know, hey, new Mega Man. Well, not new Mega Man, but the uh, Mega Man game finally coming out. Yeah, this this, this is this is definitely good. Definitely, definitely. So um, there's a couple of other things being brought up in the chat quite rightly. Uh, Retro Bit have actually improved some of the glitches and slowdown that was prevalent in the original physical release. So they've actually done some work here rather than just yeah. sticking a ROM on a cartridge. Um, yeah. But also, um, I just wanted to point out that if you're not American, um, like the majority of people here, I believe, uh, I believe we have the... Uh, a more UK European contingent base in tonight. Um, feel free to shout out if you're wrong in the chat. If I'm wrong in the chat, well, G to the next level. He's from the, he's from the states. Hey, there we go. Um, and then you've got in, in Funstock. Uh, Funstock has this same collection uh, for fifty nine ninety nine. So uh, you go. don't have to worry about like importing or anything like that. So just worth uh, bringing that. Big up fan too. of limited run, and I'm a big fan of Funstock do what's best for you uh, i'm not really aligned to any particular company uh, i've worked with both of them and i constantly buy stuff from both of them as well so there you yeah go. but no there you go uh 59.99 or 69.99 depending on where you go to and what part of the world you're in rockman blue cartridge of course that makes sense doesn't it um for sega genesis slash mega drive improvements made to some gameplay performance issues as you stated 
double-sided cartridge sleeve. Ah, so that's how you're going to be changing it from Genesis to Mega Drive. Makes sense, makes sense. Um, you've got a full color instruction manual, which is good. I don't know if the original was full color or not, but this one definitely is. You've got a certificate of, of authenticity. Interchangeable lenticular cars to display your favorite robot, robot monster. You've got a sticker book, double-sided poster, collector's cards chosen by RetroBit fans. Hey, it's, it's a nice little collection, and I think for the price, it's fairly reasonable for what it is um uh yeah i think that's pretty good in fact if i'm honest um yeah not bad I, they will set 70 70 dollars at all yeah not by absolutely if i'm honest i'm i'm not going to buy it because i don't like the game uh and i'm uh i'm on this new this new lease where i stop in buying games i'm not going to play and uh i'm not going to play this it would be nice to have on the shelf though it would be nice and uh, as and yes, again, as uh, Gita Next Level stated, it is an open pre-order. This is pretty much the standard now for ninety percent of limited run stuff. Uh, what we're talking about there is you. Uh, they have as many as the pre-orders take. It isn't just three thousand. If you want it, go and get it. There you go. And uh, that's good. That's good. Knocking it down, and look at those other ones there. Was that Double Dragon Neon? Double Dragon? Oh, on, have a look. We've, we've done the topic now. You can have a play. Oh, we'll, let, we'll let Dan have a play, won't we? Double Dragon yeah, Neon I've, and all that. I've got Double Dragon Neon on my Switch as a as a download, but this is nice. Yeah, but this is an eighty-four, eighty-five dollar physical collector's edition with mini figurines. How could you say no? <laughs> exactly. Oh, it comes then... with one of those little NES cartridge sleeves that everybody loses. They they love it, don't they? They they, they keep doing. I've got like actually, I, I say I have loads. I've actually only got two. I've got two empty NES NES cartridges from Limited Run. <laughs> they go in the box. They never get taken out again. Um, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Uh, the cassette mixtape on tape. Yeah, yeah, that's the new thing, isn't it? Everyone loves their tapes. Held um, in a retro cartridge case with NES box. Oh, I like that. Dragon Kick Soda Can. It's empty. <laughs> nice. Cool, cool, cool. Very good. And then you got Double Dragon 4, which I wasn't the biggest fan of, if I'm honest. Um, not because it came out as soon as I'd done my bloody complete history. But uh, that was definitely one of the reasons it annoyed me. Uh, what you got in that? It's all pretty standard stuff. But no, hey, cool. More Double Dragon Yes, Bibby and Jimmy. <laughs> yes. There you go. Uh, nice, nice. But um, yeah, uh, also Mega Man the Wily Wars. There you go. So let's chat about let's chat about the final topic before we get into a little bit of a discussion piece. Netflix is reportedly looking to expand into the video game sector. Now, I only yesterday finished a little documentary that's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it's a worldwide thing, but there's a sort of the uh, the making of Netflix and how. Um, you know, their battle against Blockbuster and that whole, you know, when they used to mail out their movies and when they moved over to this sort of thing and how Blockbuster were right to completely destroy Netflix. And it's a really good documentary. Go check it out. It's really good. Uh, it's surprising that so much love for Netflix is on an Amazon Prime documentary, but hey, there you go. Um, and uh, yeah, they're now apparently going to be looking into moving into the video game space. What do you think, Grizzly? Is it something that you would be interested in? I'd like to see what they do. I mean, it's interesting because I think just about every electronic device with a screen has Netflix on it right now. 
Yeah. So they have an install base which is just unrivaled, as far as I'm concerned. Ne- next to YouTube, of course. I reckon Google are missing a trick by not bundling Stadia into YouTube, but we'll we'll digress. Um, but I think Netflix has a really good position in the market here, and I. It just depends on how they sell it. Um, it can't be another Stadia situation. It needs to be something like the Google Play Pass, where you pay five dollars and you get a, like a bunch of games as, as yeah. part of it. And they need to have some some hits and some exclusives. And the thing is about Netflix is that they actually have that buying power to make that happen, and they care about it. So I'm curious to see where it goes and. Uh, you can't, you, of course, you can't talk about gaming and Netflix without talking about Black Mirror Bandersnatch, yep, which was yep, yep. a great idea, uh, well executed, which was Quite like well. a choose your own adventure, um, choose your own adventure streaming uh, show. Really, really cool. Uh, if you ne- if you haven't tried it yet, go and give it a go if it's still available, um, because it's it's truly unique, um, but great, uh, great idea. If they can match that level of creativity, get some good new IP, work on some IP which is long, long since dead, I think they could be onto something. And they have already released a few games in the form of that Stranger Things. Yes, um, yes, I forgot about that. That's right. title, yeah. So that they've already started, really. Um, and it, it also helps that they've been working on things like the Castlevania show, supposedly the the many Nintendo projects that they're working on yeah so they, they clearly have the right interest and know how to work with video game properties it's just a question as to how it's going to be sold to us it would be so easy for them if it was like you know like if this was if this was live right now it would be the easiest thing in the world to promote um mm. I mean, you're looking at your telly Netflix. It would be just thrown in your face. They have so many. Uh, and like you say, you've got the Stranger Things there, uh, games there. Um, if they did go down a similar route of Apple Arcade, that would be good. Um, it annoys me that I don't own an Apple device, um, and I'm not willing to buy one because they're stupidly expensive. Uh, and the only reason I'd want them is for Apple Arcade, in all honesty, because the Apple Arcade store is actually really, really good. Um some of the games that you have on there are utterly awesome. I mean, like you got the second, a new Choo Choo Rocket game is on it. You know, <laughs> it's really there's some awesome, awesome stuff on Apple Arcade. Um, some of the stuff I used to back on, um, well, I was backing on Kickstarter, became exclusive on there for a little while before you know it went over to to, to Steam or wherever. Um, there's there's some great stuff, and I think Netflix could do it. Um, I think they will go down this path. I don't think this is just something they're going to be thinking about for a while. I think it is, it'd be really silly for them not to do it. Um, uh, there's going to be different angles you can go down. I mean, technically, I can play Pac-Man with my remote control on the Amazon, uh, on the Amazon Fire Stick. Um, and I do. <laughs> it's really easy to play, that Pac-Man. No, you can, you can imagine, like, um, the... Um, you turning your mobile phone into a controller to use on your TV. I mean, both yeah, of which yeah. have Netflix. It's, it's, they could do all of that. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, and, and guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed, you're going to be getting your Sega classics on here, just like they did on Amazon oh, Prime. Yeah. So many Amazon other companies are going to be doing it as well. Um, um, 
All those, all those cartridges you see that are released from Evercade, all, all those companies are going to be on this. Um, unless, you know, Netflix go down a completely 100% exclusive route, which would be silly if they did. Do you know what will be... Um, it's, what's a real shame, and I bet Telltale are kicking themselves right now. Could you imagine if Netflix bought out the studio behind all of those Telltale games? The work they could do on all of that Netflix property... Telltale's yeah. Breaking Bad, Telltale's Cobra Kai, Telltale's all of that. You 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 know what could be done. Bird Box. Yeah. Just there, there's so much property there that they now own. And Netflix is a juggernaut of a company these days. Yeah. They could, yeah, they could do so much. Oh mate, I mean this this should be good news, and it is. Um it's another company, a powerful company, that I think will end up going down a route of um uh, uh making not triple a experiences but giving work <laughs> to sorry uh, i just saw telltale's tiger king <laughs> that would have been brilliant yeah and you know what they need to go out to these small indie studios that are, that have proven track records that can make games based on massive properties it would boost up the indie uh, indie scene netflix would easily be able to promote it after i've watched some kind of uh, that love, uh, is it love sex robots game? Uh, one that they recently they put out there, um, and then having a game based around that. Uh, there's a new animated film called Mitchell versus the Machines, which looks great fun. In all honesty, having a little mini um, game based on that, chucking a couple of quid on top to make it happen. I'm all for it. You got that Stranger Things like thing, like you said. Imagine that being promoted at the end of watching Stranger Things. You'd be like, yeah, well, I, I, not everyone would. But uh, I'd be all over that. I'd be all over that. And then one year day, like, oh fucking hell! Look, you can play Streets of Rage. How cool is this? You know, <laughs> it makes sense. I I hope they don't go down a route of buying every game because uh, even though I like to physically, uh, I like I like the fact that I own Pac Man Two Five Six on my Amazon Fire. Um, uh, when it comes down to digital, I'm quite happy to pay a subscription for this sort of thing. Um, yeah, let it happen. Let's, let's see. Let's see what happens. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm curious. I just hope it just doesn't become another Stadia fiasco. It can't be cloud gaming. It's got to be something you can access properly. I think. Well, I've, you know, unless it's like a Bomberman esque type game, like the Piepacker team are doing, um, then you, you, you don't need a strong connection for. But yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree with the things you say with your mouth, Grizzly. Uh, let's move over to our final topic. It's not really, that was our final topic. Let's go move over to our final piece of discussion. And this is where we bring in people that are sitting in here right now in, um, in Discord. And we open it up to the people in the chat room as well. Because we're going to be chatting about E3. Because E3 is almost upon us. It's going to be different this year. It's going to be completely virtual, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, but the real big much. thing here is uh, Xbox, Nintendo, Capcom, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Warner Brothers, Koch Media, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, and Xseed Games are all confirmed. What do we want to see? From games. Games. Mm. Games. Give me S games. S-Cop 7 the game. S-Cop 7 the game. No. no, no right, no. I'm going to put you back on mute <laughs> if you carry this. Carry on with this. Yeah, bar. Uh, I've been so tempted <laughs> just to like start singing. <laughs> no, well, E3 to me um, is all about the new game releases that you 
probably a little too far away from like, experiencing that year. I'm really curious to see what Bethesda do with Microsoft. I want to see if Starfield actually exists or not, because we keep hearing about Starfield, but nobody's seen anything other than a title screen. Nintendo have got a lot to show in the form of Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta 3. We're still waiting for that bloody game. Um, I just really want to see some like wishes fulfilled and then some like new ones to salivate over for four years waiting for them to actually be come out but also this is the first e3 in the next generation this is something to be really excited about because usually this is when you start to see your um meat on the bone releases you know your gears of wars your um your your proper new like generation releases so i'm really excited to see what comes out I'm not so excited for things like Ubisoft with their live service models and what have you. Cause, <laughs> you know, they're talking about free to play games, um, which everyone can play, but will probably cost you a fortune in microtransactions to actually get any fun out of. So I'm not Absolutely. a fan of that. I just want to be able to buy a game, play it, and, you know, be cool with that. And also, uh, Street Fighter. I'm really hoping that we'll actually see, see some new Street Fighter that isn't uh, Street Fighter Five. So. Breath of the Wild 2 says they're boring old fart. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those yeah, games that, like, that. at the time, I remember thinking, like, oh, is it really as good as everyone makes it out to be? And then at the end, I thought, it's not. It's not. And then I'll, since I've played it, and all the way, you know, four or five years, however long ago it was, I played that game when it first came out. I was like, I've got to pick that game up again. I want to play that again. So obviously, it's left a lasting impression on me. So yeah, I'm up for a Breath of the Wild 2. For sure. Mm. For sure. Uh, of course, you know, me being me, I'm always going to be interested in what Sega are doing. Um, there is a Microsoft game, and I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's been so bloody long. Uh, no, it's, it's like it's an indie game they teased that several years ago, and it's like a day-night or something like that. Uh, it's like a flashback type game, and it looked absolutely stunning. And it's just... I know which one you mean, but I, don't, I can't remember. The I, think, I reckon that's the name Day of Night. Day of Night, is that what it's called? Day mm. of Night? Like, that game looked utterly fantastic, and nothing's come from it since. I would be all over that, is it? No, I don't know. I'm getting kick cutty when I Google it. Um, <laughs> Day and Night. Oh, oh. Um, that's what you get. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I want that. Um, uh, it's too early to ask for a new Ori. Uh, come on, Nintendo! What is happening with Pikmin Four? Stop messing us around. That game was apparently almost complete in the Wii U days, which is ridiculous. Uh, no, not long after the first one, and per first one was practically a launch title. Um, well, not really, but kind of. Um, it was announced. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always excited about what's happening. Uh, the, the, the new stuff that comes out of E3, and, and in all honesty, there isn't normally a lot of it because everyone does all their own thing now. Since Nintendo have done, you know, the whole yeah, their, their, their showcases, trendsetters, yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna be it's, interesting with the skip year too. Mm. Well, it's, mm. it's not it's not like they're going to see much more, but we're going to see. I feel like there is going to be a bit of a um, a backlog of announcements because of COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's going to be a lot of studios which haven't been able to work to full efficiency uh, at home. 
and we're going to find it we're going to find a situation where there's going to be a lot more to announce this year than than most uh i'm really hoping that we that we'll actually see a lot of that but mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just hoping we'll see a bit of that um some new stuff i just want to see some new ip i also want to see some more elden ring because i'm all over the dark souls thing and uh elden ring sounds like my jam the last night that's the george rr R. martin one isn't it yes it is george rr R. martin and from software so this thing is the that's last night he's writing besides those books that he also writes yeah so in other words it's never going to come out um yeah. <laughs> I, I reckon they'd, they'd just get bored and you know carry on hopefully they don't do a D with it so the last yeah. night Wait for, Soldier Boy wait for the Soldier Boy concert. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes. Uh, potentially some new information on Metroid. Although I do think we're a year away or so from actually hearing anything on that. Uh, in all honesty, um, we will see. We will see. This is the evolution of flashback, though. This day of night game. Uh, sorry, oh, the last yeah. night. This is what it's all about for me. This is what you know I'm what really I'm I'm most looking forward to, and that is for people to be disappointed yet again with the latest smash brothers character um announcement <laughs> it's going to be someone from some I, I want i want to take the piss and go it will be but i just can't name obscure anyway, rpg like characters that i've never even heard of in any way so it, it, yeah it'll just be a fire emblem character with a sword everyone knows that yeah that goes huh and thinks about their past, about something that brought them to this point. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About shouting about their ethics and virtues. I will defeat <laughs> the evil. Can you just swing the sword and get into the actual good part of the animation of this anime, please? You can't uh, win because I am good and evil is dumb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there I'm you go. I'm possibly expecting a, a new Pokemon card game because, like, that shit's been bonkers the last year. Yeah, it... I mean, you know, it really boggles my mind that they haven't released the Pokemon online trading card game on Switch. It's Android-based. You can you can easily do it. And all yeah. of the cards are on there. They could be making a fortune out of selling virtual packs. NFTs. If... <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. Really is insane that they have not... Stuff like Castle, They've sold so many not real cards with that game that if you put Pokemon on them, like it would make money. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, Acorn saying, "Is this a spiritual successor to Flashback?" The uh, last night footage I'm showing. I, I don't believe so. I just think it's like heavily inspired by, and it's just a game I really want in my life. Uh, it was shown to me a long time ago, and then taken away. I never saw anything ever again. And it made me sad. Oh, what about um, uh, the the Hollow Knight sequel? I'll be up for a little bit of that. Yes. A little bit of that. That'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, but I'm always interested in like an hour from my house. I could probably just knock on their window and be like, oi. Bring That's it so cool, isn't it? So cool. So cool. Well, uh, uh maybe they had hollow knight into smash now that would be a reveal character that i think we could, everyone would be able to get behind. i do feel like we need a proper indie game rep and i don't mean in the, as a costume for like cuphead for a me character oh no didn't they have really um, like... oh no did did they have 
Shovel Knight? They didn't add him in there, did they? Shovel no, Knight like a was trophy. a tro- uh, assist trophy, which is... Same as Shanty. So annoying. Um, I would love to actually see, like, one of the indie games get, like, a proper, like, full-on mention, or maybe do, like, a... A multi-character where it's like several indie game characters if they can't pick. I'd like to see Meat Boy just because like he'd leave a trail of just red behind him on like Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there lot of history go. there that they they won't do that. I can assure you. No, Master Chief not. and Smash Brothers. You've already got like two Microsoft reps in there. You don't need any more. There it is. Isaac there it is. in there, just like naked crying child. Isaac. <laughs> uh. Um, cave story, guys. There you go. That'll do. Yeah, cave story's all right. I saw one of the first Wii U games as well, like Wii U download titles. Cave story. Um, yeah, that, that, that's that's um that's a game that just gets on everything, isn't it? Uh, who are the two? Uh, the two Microsoft reps are Steve from Minecraft and Banjo Kazooie. There we go. Technically free, but it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, look, guys, I think we'll end it there. Thank you so, so much for hanging out tonight with us. Like I said, if you are listening in uh, uh, on on Twitch and you maybe missed the beginning of this, you'll be able to check it out on podcast services around the world. Uh, Just not Apple yet. We're working on that. We're working on that. Um, And, uh, yeah, go and check it out over there. Why don't you? Um, but yeah, I suppose until next time, guys. This is DJ Slope, this is Grizzly, and we've got Michael Towns hanging with us as well. Yeah. Signing out, should we try and Bye. I feel Bye. like we need to, I think we need to sign out a thing where we try and say it all at the same time and then always screw it up. Uh, what, what, what should be the what should be the outro to this podcast? Um, see you in two weeks, folks. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, okay, let's just quickly say that we are moving this to a two week thing for people on there that aren't in yeah. the Discord that don't know this. We're moving this to two weeks primarily because the reason we didn't do it a week or so ago, whenever it was, is because the topics are just not there. Uh, we don't want to force one of these Fortnite podcasts. Thing. We really like to talk about, yeah, um, um, yeah, we want to move it to a fortnight thing. It just it gives us a bit more time, it means I get to work on my main content as well, so yeah, uh, yeah. um, there's there's just a it, it's been a bit like empty and dry in terms of content and again i I just want to reiterate and i know i said this last time we had the podcast but i just want to reiterate that the the guys in the discord are fantastic they're always digging up content for us to put into these things i mean the majority of what you what you what we spoke about tonight uh was pulled up from the links that they've picked out from news topics that they found interesting and by and by extension we found find interesting so it's it's a great great help um but and just... it doesn't mean it's going to definitely be every two weeks because from time to time i'm sure we yeah. will like i say do a, a watch along of the free stuff or whatever it may be you know mm. so we'll, we'll, i'm still streaming weekly you know I'm, I'm i'm still doing my weekly things on thursday nights except for this thursday i'm not streaming on thursday i've got uh uh something i've been waiting for for a very long time dropping on thursday so we're going to move our stream this thursday to friday um but uh yeah other than that it's always on thursday mm. um but uh, yes, we'll end with a, uh, and hopefully I'll see, and hopefully we will see you all next time. Yes, I hope so too. Okay, yeah. So, this is DJ Slope, Grizzly, and Mike Towns signing out, and hopefully we'll see. I'm doing this on my own, guys. We've got to do it at the same hopefully time. We're, hopefully, we'll, we'll see, see you, you next time. Week. Next one, two weeks. Yeah.
Well, that worked, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Slopes Cast, a retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 25th of May 2021. If you want to listen in live, the next recorded episode will actually be on the 7th of June 2021 over on twitch.tv forward slash Slopes Game Room at 9pm UK time and 1pm Pacific Standard Time. As stated, if you would like the chance to be in on a future episode, episode then please do consider becoming a patreon or youtube member and finally if you have any news stories for me then feel free to drop them in the dedicated room on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time